going to be talking about campus today. So you are probably wondering, where's Pastor Ed Ray? <laughs> you know, I know every year he talks about the next generation and he makes me cry, makes my heart cry out for the next generation. Well, I am Carlos Santos. I'm your kid's pastor. And so we're still going to hear from the Holy Spirit and he's still going to open up our hearts. Uh, I'll be clarifying a few things, though, that when I talk about campus, though, I'll be talking about uh, the kids that are going through online learning on the digital schools that they're going to, the digital campuses. But I'm also going to be talking about the very first school they go to, which is at home. So when I talk about the next generation, it's not just the students in college or in high school, but even the preschoolers and the primaries and the preteeners. And when I talk about uh, teachers, I'll be talking about not just youth leaders or coaches, but also moms and dads even elder siblings, okay? So let's see, let's seek God's heart for the next generation. Let me show you, let me start off by showing you a child development study that was presented to us by the Living Waters Ministry. It's sort of get our heads rolling and our hearts rolling. Why should I be involved in the next generation? Well, if you see this study, you can see that from zero to two, a child just sees his mom and he sees, oh, okay, I'm a, I'm a person, I have needs and somebody's meeting my needs. But at, th at uh, three to four, or as, the, as he progresses, the dad comes in. My dad comes in and he plays a very pivotal role, particularly to, you know, like he tells boys that you're, you're an adventurous young man and you're, you don't have to prove anything to anyone. Or their, their daughters, he'll sell, tell them that you're my princess and you don't have to earn my love, you'll always have it. And this secures them from ages, you know, six and up as they engage with other peers, other young, young, young kids. And it becomes the foundation for our identities as we get propelled into adulthood. Um, well, you can see that everything that might traumatize us, any abuse that we walk with, or anything that strengthens us, anything that determines our identities, it all happens in our childhood. You know, Doc Almadine, uh, Doc Tito, Pastor Tito would say, when you're counseling, the most pertinent question to ask is always, how was your childhood? Many of you know that and you say that with me. And also we remember Proverbs 22, right? You know, train a child in the way to go and he will not depart from it. It just tells us it's not just a command or it's not even a promise from God. It's just something that happens. Whatever we experience in our childhood, we walk with it as we grow. It's in this stage. So I hope us as a church, we're sold out. You've, you've probably heard all the preachings. You've heard our series from Generationship last year. And you're sold out. You know why? Why we should be involved with, with each other, with each other's generation. But the world has changed. In this new year, I want to ask you, how do we do this? We are now in a world where we're all together. You know, uh, whether we're going online for work or online for schooling, uh, God is clearly now challenging us. For us moms and dads, you can hear the challenge of God in Malachi chapter 4, right? Will the hearts of fathers turn to their children? Will the hearts of children turn to their dads, to their parents? Now that we're all together under one roof doing everything we're doing, are we not driving each other crazy? <laughs> you know? and, and how are we leading each other towards God? Because, you know, less and less studies are showing us, less and less youth are going to church. They're leaving church at in droves and this is they're going out into the in, in the internet and they're finding community there how do we get involved with one another how do we love one another the way God loves us in our separate generations 
So I want to say before I go forward, before we dive into the word, for all of you who believe you're part of the next generation, well, aren't we all? We're all the next generation. Somebody, somebody's pass it on to us. If you're there, I, I want to say, I believe in you. We believe in you. That nothing that you're going through ever, ever changed that, that you know somebody believes in you. We believe in you. And for you who consider yourselves part of the older generation, like me, where we're struggling with you. I'm struggling with you. I'm going through these things. I'm wondering and I'm trying to figure things out. But let's lock arms, dive into what God says, what God's heart says about each other, the next generation, and even all the generations that he's that he holds. Let's start with Psalm 33. Let's dive into that. It's not a story. It's not David's story, although he wrote it. Uh, it it's a proclamation. And I want to start with verse 6 first by this. Let me get out of the way of the word. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. And by the breath of his mouth, all their hosts. He gathers the waters of the sea as a heap. He puts the deeps in storehouses. Let all the earth fear for the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke and it came to be. He commanded and it stood firm. Then to the present, the Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He frustrates the plans of the peoples. The counsel, the purposes of the Lord stands firm, stands firm forever. Other translations say, and the purposes of his heart through all generations. Wow. Wow. And as you see this plan, he, he goes further to say that the Lord looks down from heaven. He sees all the children of men. From where he sits enthroned, he looks out on all the inhabitants of the earth. And he who fashions the hearts of them all and observes all their deeds. Wow. Holy Spirit, would you speak to us now? Whatever is bothering us, would your, just open up our hearts to what your word says. In the name of Jesus, we pray. I want to say two things that I get from this. Since, you know, you see how the author just talks about how everything is made from God. From the beginning, it's, it's, it's all from him. There's nothing that is made here. Nothing that we have that's not from him, that doesn't start from him. But he not just sustains us. His purposes are throughout all generations. You know, the purposes of his heart. So I want to give you this point that I realized from this text the Lord is telling us. You know, he reveals himself. He reveals himself to us, the older generation, through the next generation. Now I'm going to pivot a little bit. I'm going to be speaking to the older generation now. But those of you who are part of the next generation, don't, lose, don't get lost, all right? If you want to say amen to the stuff I'm saying, yeah, that's right, Pastor, that's right, come on. Go ahead and do that. But to us, older generation, God reveals himself to us through the next generation. It says that in that verse, uh, his, the purposes of his heart is throughout all the generations. How does this happen? You know, we're in this new world that we have right now. Uh, how did you ever feel like you're so restless? Like the plans of God are just too much. Is this, and you start questioning God. Is this all there is? Shouldn't there be more? And you feel like you can't contain it. It starts to become really confusing. And maybe, and this is what I submit to you, it's because his plans are greater than us, are beyond us. Just like the, psalms, the psalmist writes, his plans are throughout all the generations. Uh, 
David Kinnaman writes in his book, Faith for the Exiles, Five Ways That the Next Generation, the New Generation Can Follow Jesus. He paints the right picture. How, how do we get onto this plan of God for all the generations? How do we, how do we talk to my son who's, who's just all into video games, who's always online, or my daughter who's everywhere with his friends, or, or how do I get involved with what they're learning, all the pressures that they're going through? Well, David Kinnaman writes in his book, Faith for the Exiles, that we have to have a change, a paradigm shift in our thinking. Uh, we're thinking that our children should be, or the next generation or the students should be uh, students journeying or staying in a Jerusalem, learning all the laws, learning what to do, all these lessons and all these things, when in actuality, we are exiles in a digital Babylon. And he is he is describing the next generation as having three A's. They, number one, they have all this access. Okay, number two, they question authority. And number three, they still experience alienation. Okay, they have all this access to all these ideologies. They're coming to us. Your kids are coming to us or your students are coming to us. And they're asking, well, what about all the, uh, the fossils and the theory of evolution? H- how does that tell us that God created the world in six days, you know, and, you know, completed it? And the seventh day, did he really create man in his image? Or weren't we descended from monkeys or, you know, and we can brush them off and say, come on, you, you, what does the Bible tell us? You read your Bible, you pray that. But, you know, they're, they're, they're coming to us with those questions. They will, they'll no longer just uh, accept whatever uh, our authority. And we get hurt by that sometimes. But, you know, guess what? Even as they look out into the Internet, into YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, for all these knowledge and ideologies about different things and different even beliefs, they still feel alienation. They will not find the connection that their souls are looking for. My question is, do they find that with us? Do they find that in the church, the community that they're looking for? Do they find it in us? So I want to give to you, uh, uh, moms, dads, teachers, coaches, and youth leaders, let's not be afraid of the questioning. Let's be three things to them. If they're three A's, let's be three three I's. We'll be involved. You know, uh, we're involved with them. We're all together. Once again, Malachi 4 says, our hearts turn to them and their hearts turn to us. We are here. Will we, turn, will we be bold and journey with them? Not just telling them to, you go to church. You just read your Bible. You just do what it says. You know, that's, that's our usual thing. But will we be brave enough to realize we're involved with them? And like Deuteronomy 6 says, whether they're, you're standing up, you're eating, you're walking by the way, let's go back to the word. You know, but we journey with them. As you can see from that verse, we journey with them. We're, 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 uh, we're intentional. You know, we're not just telling them to stop playing your video games. Come on, you, you log on to kids' church online, you know, <laughs> or log on to your youth service, to the, to the, to the yo service, to the hangouts. Uh, they're, they're, they're out there. This is a, we're, we're all exiled in a digital Babylon and we, let's journey together. Let's be intentional. Let's go there and watch that anime maybe. Let's go there and be on that Discord and join the discussions listening to them. And you know, Psalms 127 tells us that they're, they're a blessing. We can also be intimate. We can be sharing love to them. Not just rules and regulations trying to drag them back into Jerusalem, but journeying them with them into this new digital Babylon and really showing love, proclaiming that you're a blessing. I know you have all these questions, my son or my daughter, but you're a blessing. You know, young man, you've got to go ahead and be, I appreciate your courage for asking those questions. But you're a blessing and a reward. 
and you're just being shaped like an arrow. I proclaim that to my son when he wakes up and when he goes to sleep. Because I, I want to be intimate with him. I want, I want to show him love. And you know what this produces? You know what happens? You produce people, you know, young men like Joshua Lim, who are, who's preaching from the pulpit already. You're, you're producing Dagny Amadors who are leading worship with all the talents that she has, all the books that she reads. Oh, I love my conversations with Dagny. You're producing Yana Agudas who are writing these amazing poems that's going to move hearts and move souls. They're not the future leaders anymore. They're leaders now. That's what we're producing with our intimacy and involvement and our intentionality. Wow, that's, that's what we produce. God reveals himself to us, the older generation, through the next generation. Now, I'm going to pivot. I'm going to pivot now to the next generation, okay? Yeah, I've been talking to the older generation. You're saying, yeah, come on, Pastor. Yes, we, we have all, we're doing it. But I want to talk to you now. You know what? For those of you who consider yourselves part of the next generation, God reveals himself to us through the older generation too. It says in, the, in, the, uh, in our Psalm 33 that he, his purposes of his heart, he shares through, tuhog, yung mga generasyon. The plans that God has, a destiny that the enemy is trying to steal from us, it came from someone. It didn't start with us. So for the next generation, there's something that the older generation still has to teach you. But can I come to you right now and I want to ask you this. I want to have this moment with you and I want to say, would you please forgive us? Would you please forgive us for abandoning you, for neglecting you, for, for not believing in you? And, and, and we're really sorry if you've ever felt that. Because we do, we are with you. We are with you. In fact, you know, I've never felt, I want to thank you, Next Generation, for allowing us to speak into your life. I've never, my faith has never felt more strengthened than when I'm sharing it with you, when you're so hungry for it, you're, you're wanting to grow. I feel strengthened myself. Thank you, thank you for showing me God through, through what you're going through. And we're going to, I believe we're going to see a world shaped by you. Okay? But please be these things. If we're going to be intimate and, and involved and intentional with you, you can be with us. You can, you can open up your hearts to us. You know, you be watchful. Be watchful. You know, I, I saw this, this, uh, this anime. You know, uh, God's not done with us older generation. You know that Naruto movie where he's grown up? That, oh, yeah, the anime is Carlo, yeah. Well, there's this ninja hero has grown up and he has his own son and his son is looking at his father, his father, ninja hero, and says, you're so busy with all these missions and whatnot. And his mentor, his coach is telling him, you know what, watch him. You don't know the things that he's gone through. Younger people, youth and the next generation, the students and, and, and kids, watch us. You don't know what God has done through us. Ask us these questions. Question us about us about what God has been doing. And, and don't just watch us. We're joining you. Would you join us as well? God is not done with us. He's still doing things with the older generation. And I want, we want you to see that. We want you to be with us as we're going through because we're now we're all in it now together. We're all in it together. We may not be perfect. But whatever God does in our lives can be learned by all of us. Finally, for the younger generation before we start to pray, 
uh, a Barna group study. You know, Barna is a, 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 one of the premier Christian study organizations. And it says that many, many young are leaving church. Uh, 30, 30%, a third of our youth are no longer going to church. A third of uh, our youth are, they think church is optional. You know, that I, can, I don't really need it. Or if maybe if I go, then fine. Some, another third, 30% are, are, are going, but they're just attendees. They're like, they're forced by their parents. And according to the criteria of Barna, a whopping 10% are true disciples. And these are their questions, which I want to hurl at you, young men and women, present, current leaders of the world. The category is this. They believe that the Bible is the word of God, inerrant authority of God. They have an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. They spend time with him and hear from him. And they also join Jesus in his mission to share the gospel and advance the kingdom. They're actively joining him on this mission. And finally, one other category is they have a close relationship with someone who is in church, but outside their generation. Somebody older who's speaking life into them. And I'm asking you, is there somebody in your life who's doing that? I, I have kids who have grown up from kids' church, and now they're currently coming back to me and asking me tips on work. You know, their work, uh, how to find work and the skills that they need. They're, they're asking me, like, girlfriend tips, you know? And I'm like, what? You were just a little kid and now this is what we're talking about? And we're, we're not afraid. We're not afraid to talk about these things with you. Every night, I, my, my, my son Eli would talk to me and ask me heart-to-heart questions. He would ask me things like, and he's, he's allowed to ask me all these things. He, he would ask me, Dad, why are you so angry? Boom! <laughs> like, oh, man! Why are you always, you know, you're, you're telling me to read my Bible and, do, and pray to God, but sometimes it feels like you're just forcing me to do these things. Oh, man! But we have that heart-to-heart talk. I, I, I get secured. Oh, man, older generation, right? If you're asking that, wow. Well, before we're going to pray, I, I, I exhort us. I challenge us. I, I go to God to ask him, Lord, knowing that your, your purposes of your heart is from generation to generation to generation, I ask God to help us. And before we start praying ourselves, I, I'd like us all to remember from the beginning, just like this psalmist went back to the beginning of how God created everything, the book of John in chapter 1 also goes back to the beginning and how God created everything. And what was all this for? Well, in verse 11 from John chapter 1, he came to that, well, he came to that which was his own, remember? He came down, the word became flesh so that he can give, give everyone, even though the creation didn't recognize him, he came into his own and the creation didn't recognize him, but he gave everyone who believed in Jesus Christ, the word became flesh. He gave us the right to become children of God. He, he wanted his family together, different generations all together. And we pray to him right now. We're going to pray to him right now for three kinds, the three, three of us, three kind of generations of, of for God to help us. But before we pray, I want to say this one last thing. There are heroes. There are heroes who are jumping into that digital Babylon and journeying with our next generation. And they're bold to ask, to allow these questions, these courageous, unadulterated, genuine questions. And, and they're journeying with the, with the youth. And these are my heroes. These heroes are our campus missionaries. 
And if you believe through our prayer that God is moving you to join them, to partner with them, yes, to financially support them, to spiritually pray for them, or even physically go out there, online even, to join the mission for the next generation, please respond. I pray for the grace that we respond. And why don't we respond right now by praying? Let's pray in your homes. This is what we're going to do. In your homes, there is a next generation person there. But in your homes, if you're part one of the young, there is someone who is an older generation there in your home. So what I want us to do right now is for those of you who consider yourselves part of the next generation, if you want to pray for someone who's older than you, I want you to turn to them right now, or I want you to think about them right now, and I want us to pray to release the older generation, to forgive them for anything that might have happened or might have, they might have done or they might have said that we feel derailed us from the path. That kind of, you know, through misunderstanding, miscommunication, or also pain that they've experienced, that they've made us feel that it hurt us. Let's forgive them right now. Would you do that? Would you think of someone in the older generation that might have hurt you? And would you release them right now? Would you accept that, that they, are, they are works in progress? Go ahead and start to do that personally. Release forgiveness. Speak faith. Speak love. Lord, we forgive those that might have hurt us in the past, an uncle or a mom and dad that might have neglected us or a relative that might have hurt us, even abused us perhaps. Anything that the enemy used to kill, steal, or destroy the, the unstoppable purposes you've had in our lives, but we don't want this in our hearts anymore. So we, we forgive and we release forgiveness to the older generation and we speak blessing. God, God, God is not done with you yet. You have much to offer. Even in your weaknesses, you can be strong. You can show the next generation what it's like to be healed from hurt, to, to, to be vulnerable and surrendered to God, what God is going to do. We speak that blessing to the older generation in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, secondly, if you are part of the older generation, and you, and you have someone who's younger than you at home, I want you to go to them and lay your hands on them. And if you want to think about them right now, we're going to speak a blessing to the next generation. Let's do this. Lord Jesus, we proclaim your sovereignty over the next generation. Lord, they are your inheritance. They're, they're a blessing and a reward. Lord, you will provide everything we declare that they will need. You know, every, every mentorship, coaching, financial provision, tuition, scholarship, everything, job opportunities. You, you have a plan for them that we've seen you faithful in our generation. Lord, you continue it in their generation. In fact, tenfold, they will be even greater, more influential, ten times greater and more influential in their platforms, whether it's medicine or politics or the arts or film or education, all these things. They will be even greater than the generation that preceded them. And Lord, because you will be, you will, they'll have a, a double portion of even your spirit Lord walking in the spirit they'll believe in your word they'll uphold your word they'll 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 be an intimate part of their the kingdom advancing church the Lord they'll have relations they'll love one another and the world will see them the way they love that you love them 
We declare this all for your honor and for your glory. In the name of Jesus. Lastly, would you join me in praying for our campus missionaries and for the vision of the Lord to be fulfilled. We pray. We pray, Lord, for them. We pray for everything that they might need. No weapon forged against them will prevail, Lord. You have a covenant with each and every one of us, particularly for our friends, the campus missionaries. Would you, would you be the protecting, purposeful, peaceful presence in our hearts, in their lives? Whether it's online, would you anoint their words, the preaching of the word with signs and wonders, Lord, as they forcefully advance your kingdom against the gates of hell that cannot prevail. This we declare, Lord, for us, for them, the campus missionaries, for us, the multi-generational church, for you, Lord, the kingdom advancing, all for your honor we, we proclaim, all for your glory we, we pray. In the mighty name of Jesus, we all shout from wherever we are, whatever generation we are, we shout, amen and amen. Woo! All right, let's see what God is doing throughout the generations. God bless you all.